0: Welcome to the Doing Useful Things podcast. I'm Dave Keeler. I'm here in picturesque Vienna, Austria, where I interview guests from throughout Europe who are innovators in their field. Today's guests are founders of Robo Wunderkind, Anna Irotska, and Yuri Levine. Robo Wunderkind is a coding robotics platform for ages 5 to 12 that disguises coding education with endless fun. Both you and your kid can create and recreate your own clever robot toys using smart building blocks. You're only limited by your imagination. The blocks feature lights, motors, and sensors, all of which respond to the app and bring the toy to life. With three complexity levels, RoboVunderkin advances in complexity as your child grows. So it's always engaging, educational, and fun. It's so fun, in fact, that kids won't even realize they're learning. As an added bonus, it's compatible with your kid's Lego set. So let's go to Anna and Yuri. Okay, so uh, you guys are ready to start? Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so yeah, we're just going to jump right into it. Uh, we have Yuri and Anna here today. I'll let you guys introduce yourselves and uh, tell, you, tell us what company you're with, and uh, then we'll kind of launch right into it.
1: Cool.
2: Yeah. Um uh, hi everyone. Uh, my name is Yuri. Um, I'm the co-founder and head of design at Robo-Wunderkind. Um Yeah. So originally I was born in Russia and came to Vienna to study. And yeah, that's that's where we uh, with Anna and w- met and yeah. f- started RoboWonderkind.
1: Yeah. So hi everyone. So my name is Anna. I am a co-founder and CEO of RoboWonderkind. And RoboVunnerkind is an Austrian startup, which is making coding and robotics accessible to children as young as five years old. So our product is building blocks for building robots, and these robots can be programmed in apps. And so children can build their own robots and program them and discover the exciting world of technology.
0: Great. So now, when did the company start? When was it officially selling product?
1: Oh, yeah, so it was a long journey because, like, the first idea was at the end of 2013. That's where uh, we won in an idea competition with the, uh, with our, our product idea. Uh, but we started working full-time on, the, uh, on it in 2014, and it actually got us, like, took us up to 2017. That's when we had the real product, which we could ship to all our customers. Yeah, it
0: took quite cool. some time. It it was, 2017, okay, yeah. so yeah. just... Year and a half ago, or so, two years. Yes, ago. Yeah, okay. so, like
1: soon, two years. It was end of 2017.
0: Okay, and you said a long journey, and in yes. the sense of just getting, what was the longest part of the journey? What was the most challenging part of that journey?
2: Oh yeah, I think it was definitely like development of uh, like the whole engineering design part. Yeah, it took quite some time to figure out all the details. How yeah, how the electronics should be put together. How yeah. How, how this whole system should work?
1: Yeah, because the product itself it's uh, is a toy for children. It's a robot toy, but actually it's also a modular robot, which makes oh, yeah. it really, really uh, challenging from engineering perspective, because mm-hmm. each building block has electronics inside, and that was something that was very important for us because we wanted to give children a possibility to build their own robots. But it was also our main engineering challenge, how to make these yeah, building absolutely. blocks secure, how to make them easy to play with, and how make everything also visually beautiful, which was very important yeah. for Yuri. So we spent almost three years on in product development phase.
0: So, And you said that you wanted to give children the opportunity to build their own I don't know if you use the word robots. What was behind that that need or that want to give children that capability?
2: Uh, yeah, so we uh, we just saw that uh, there's a lot of um, things you can do with el- electronics and like the projects you can do with Arduino, for example, or uh, Raspberry Pi. They they get excitement in everyone, so in adults and as well as kids. But it, for kids, it's really Um, it's pretty hard to, I mean, use all those electronic components to create something by themselves. So we wanted to combine, um, yeah, like building, um, like we wanted to combine the electronics with the building experience of Lego. Uh, Yeah, so this is where idea came from. And
1: yeah, yeah. and then on on the other hand, we also because you know, when we observed children, they have so many ideas in their heads, and then they are recreating these ideas with the toys that they have. And we're thinking, okay, so today's children live in a world of, uh, which has a lot of technology objects around them, and it would be really great to give children a possibility also to recreate some of those objects with their toys.
2: Another big idea behind this project was that like, we believe that in order to achieve Uh, in order to be great at something you have to start uh, as young as possible so you have the most time to explore stuff and and play um, and have like the best experience uh, you will remember for the rest of your life and this experience will kind of like transform then into your passion as you you grow so this is why we actually uh, decided to create a product for really small kids uh, starting from five to six uh, because we wanted to inspire them from very early childhood to become like familiar with technology so they can use it playfully and not be afraid of it to create new things they can imagine
0: yeah oh it sounds great so you come up with the idea and you've been tossing around the idea and when uh, take me back to when you said okay this is going to work, and I'm going to put time, effort, and money into this. Do you recall that moment in your development?
1: Yeah, I think we had to... um, So there was a certain moment when we... um, Because we thought, okay, the idea is great. We see the frustration, we see the early positive feedback, um, but actually in order to make it happen, we'll have to develop a robot which is like, it's a big ambition, right? And so we were, back then, we were, like, we looked around and we saw that there is a number of accelerators for hardware companies. And this is kind of like a school for entrepreneurs. And we, like, we thought, okay, that's what we need. So we applied to a number of those, and we also were accepted in, in a number of those. And we picked the one uh, in, which was based in Shenzhen, China. And it was sponsored by a U.S. fund. Um, so the, we spent three months in China and one month in San Francisco. Um, and that's where, like, so to, in order to take part in this program, we had to cancel all other plans and say, okay, so now we're committing and going there. So I think this was a moment where, like, we all, like, focused on it and and it, it became serious.
0: So sing in China. Uh, and does that mean then I, it, you said that's backed by a U.S. investment firm? So yeah. then. Are they also an, a current investor? Yeah, so okay. they,
1: they have also a stake.
0: Okay, interesting. So, uh, why did uh, I'm just curious why would a US investment group have something in China?
1: Yeah, because uh, Shenzhen is the uh, world's capital of manufacturing. Mm-hmm. And sh- China in general, like, they developed, re- like, they became really, really good at producing electronics. Mm-hmm. And so, their idea behind that was that if you. If you want to produce a physical product, like the best place to be for that is Shenzhen, China. And this is absolutely true. I can only support that because uh, the prototyping process is happened so much faster there. Um, So we were like our office was located in an area which is called Tuacheng Bay, which is like the biggest market for electronics. So it's something like Nashmark on Saturday, but for electronic components and it works Every day. So if you have an idea, you want to use different, to try different uh, type of component for your product, you just go downstairs, buy it, and you can oh, immediately cool. put it put yeah. it into the product.
0: So then you said you spent three months in yeah. China. Did you get assistance from other engineers, technologists or alike, or is it just uh, the people from your company? The two of you and whomever else came yeah. with you.
1: So it is... Like what was great, they were they did have like a residence, um, so engineers in residence who like a good sparring partner, so you can you know discuss your questions, but your own like product challenge still stays with you. So we had to go back and we had like many iterations of the design, and so like all our design was done in in the team. So of course we were consulting and sometimes working also with outside people, um, but yeah, like the core technology is was our own intellectual challenge, which took us quite some time, but it was great experience.
0: So if you're there purely to focus on building this technology, were these like very long days? Did you spend pretty much all of your time focused on the work?
1: So I think we've been spending a lot of our time workers on work in the past five years and it hasn't yeah. changed much. So it didn't, ch- <laughs> it didn't change in China.
0: I, I guess I'm just curious as if it, it, I have this vision of you go into a, you know, a, um, uh, an incubator or whatever it, it may be and you're you have nothing else, but they're just like, "Hey, yeah. focus on this." And so it's you know I'm envisioning at least twelve hour days.
1: Yeah, definitely. Trying to
0: make it work, and I imagine at the same time you're working on the business aspect of it, right? Try, uh, once this thing is exactly. finished, you need to be able to sell it.
1: Yes, but so yeah, it was it was a real sprint back then. Um, But we have these sprints every time. So for example, like we have another sprint like that right now because we're preparing the next product launch. So that's times where you just like so much focused on work and pull in a lot of long hour days. Uh, But this is also, you know, like you, you get out of that also a lot. So it's like a sprint on a certain challenge when you have a put a deadline for yourself.
0: (laughs) So what's that sprint like? Like, what's it? uh, What's it like? What's it feel like? when you're going through
2: that? Oh yeah, like for me, uh, it's uh, like you have to uh, kind of like be, uh, um, not absor- uh, like in, involved in,
1: absor- abs- absorbed
2: in the problem like completely. So like everything, uh, like I, I wake up, I think about it, I go to sleep, I think about it. And at some point, just something clicks and I get a solution, so. Yeah, but it may, t- it may take some time, so it takes a lot of research, reading books, uh, watching a lot of videos, experimenting, building prototypes. And at some point, like, all those thoughts come together, and you have
0: something. Yeah. So And you mentioned the number of sprints, uh, the, you know, obviously the, the China experience and other ones as you launch new products. Um, is this, is, are the sprint feelings something you look forward to? Do you look forward to the sprints or is it more of a kind of a necessary thing that you just have to stomach um, while you're going? To yeah, go like to it, usually
2: it's really exciting, especially um, like, you know, the solution is somewhere there. You have, you just have to go, you just have to go for it. You go, you, you like, you go for, I don't know, a treasure hunt or whatever, <laughs> I don't know how to call it, but you know, it's there, you just have to go find it. And it's really exciting because when you find it, it's like, it's really rewarding, I think.
0: Yeah, so. What is, do you, have you found a method or a secret that has been successful for you to find the solution? You said, because you mentioned earlier, it just comes to you. Is it Um, something that unconsciously it just won't?
2: Yeah, I wouldn't say there's like a perfect solution for everything. Uh, Yeah, it's usually just a lot of um, thinking and like, Uh, you, you, you kind of like get bits and pieces from different places. And like, for example, like when I was thinking on the uh, programming interface for our, for our app, which is uh, something we uh, have developed in also in house. And it's, it's quite unique. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I believe it's like, it's the easiest way to program the robot in such an easy way, which still allows for pretty complex uh, things. Uh, yeah, so like the the inspiration for me was uh, the video game I played for quite some time ago, which uh, the name of it is uh, World of Goo. I don't know if you know it or not. I've never heard of that now. Yeah, but it's it's a really fun game, which was um, yeah, which was quite popular quite some time ago. And yeah, just those associations, which you have from, I don't know, from your past experience, they kind of like come together and result in something new. Now are you the you're the primary engineer
0: on the in the company, right? Um
2: I, I'm the head of product. So I, I'm mainly yeah. responsible for design and like planning all the features I had of like we also have the engineering team which yeah includes the software engineers and hardware engineers, mechanical engineers who yeah we, we work together a team to make it happen.
0: Okay. So it sounds to me like sometimes these sprints are pretty exhilarating and something that it, it might not be as enjoyable if you didn't have these sprints at times, right? Is that, am I correct in saying that? Um, or would you prefer not to have something like that? the, the high pressure that comes with uh, it. It's,
2: um, yeah. Like I, I, I would say you, it's, it's pretty, it, it may be pretty exhausting to make it for uh, long periods of time. But uh, just, but you have to do it at some point because, like, when it when it's all um, like calm and
1: um, like no pressure, no pressure. <laughs> yeah, thing. you
2: may relax and then. But in, you know it's like it works both ways. Actually, when when you're relaxed, relaxed and not uh, kind of like um, pushed by mm-hmm. a certain deadline or something also some really cool ideas might pop up. Okay. So,
1: so it's a healthy mix of yeah, both yeah, periods. Think,
0: yeah. So looking back on the last two years, two years what, what stands, is there a particular moment that stands out to you? Um, let's say, th- I, w- I go back two years because two years is when you started selling it. Obviously, yeah. that's an important time. Mm-hmm. Um, but between then and now, is there a particular time that, sh- that kinda stands in your head as something that was Pretty rewarding or important or especially challenging? Oh, I would say it's definitely the f-
2: shipping of the first kits. Interesting. So <laughs> yeah. tell us about that. What What happened there? Uh, yeah. Uh, um, we, uh, and and let me step back. They're being yeah.
0: manufactured where? Uh, in, in Shenzhen. In Shenzhen. Okay. Yeah. So shipping from Shenzhen. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah.
2: So we just like spent a lot of time on factory trying to um solve all the uh, problems uh which were popping up always like some parts would not come together or yeah like there should be some changes in the production line whatever the the components should components should be swapped yeah so all of that uh yeah like was just constantly (laughs) like a lot of problem solving and till the last moment i think yeah we like
0: were you there and was anybody from your company there in shenzhen Yeah, so yeah. we were
1: four people there yeah. okay so you at least had including yes because <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah, that like would have
0: been even more frustrating to try to do it remotely yeah, yeah like fun fun, y- important to yeah. Yeah.
2: fun story like the first <laughs> the first 50 uh, the first 50 kits uh, mm-hmm. like some of the parts were not fitting together and we literally manually grinded some plastic parts I- for it to fit together and we just like we I mean, it kind of, like... So it, it was worked.
1: a small test test run, and yeah. in order to actually proceed to putting them together so that we can test also assembly, they had to fit together, so we had to grind them so yeah. that we can literally put this small test test run together and yeah. be able to test and them.
2: Yeah, with the plastic, it may be tricky because in order to make some changes here, I need to change molds, which, like... yeah, it's we a big
0: just, deal because you got to make the mold. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, and, like, that may take quite some time. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. But then the funny part was also because so of course it was like this last last mile before before shipping the first batch was really really intense and then we had to ship to 60 countries mm, because oh, yeah. we had a Kickstarter and we had a lot of uh, backers from all over the world and the logistics challenge of shipping to 60 countries was quite tough so we we had two people who spent I think yeah like some some very long hours put like ma- just managing all this data and then also you know like shipping to kenya to and afghanistan right? and customs it was it was fun <laughs> like, yeah
0: and also uh, i like that you said it was fun <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, yeah, that's like our <laughs> type of fun <laughs> like, yeah. and mm-hmm.
1: then uh, we yeah uh, Like the best part was when 100 units got stuck somewhere in Europe because DPD processes were really problematic. And I was back then in Hong Kong and they were starting sending me messages that oh we're gonna send them back and i'm like guys it's gonna be so expensive don't do that and but it's really difficult to talk to someone so i complained about it on twitter and somebody told me that like the only way to solve problem with dpd in europe you should write an email to their ceo <laughs> and that's what i did and actually it helped i was like this is you yeah. know Got that. So if you have a
0: problem with DVD, write the CEO because <laughs> yeah. he, he's in charge of customer, or she, whomever is in charge of customer service. <laughs> yeah, he's
1: the goes. one who can kick us <laughs> inside yes. the company. It, will,
0: it helped. So now, do you find yourself going back to China now, or is that system all set up and it's on it runs on its own? Uh, yeah, we we have
2: uh, we have uh, like our manufacturing engineer is uh, constantly there, uh, mm-hmm. controlling that everything is on track.
0: Does he does is does he speak Chinese? Or yep. uh, yeah. yeah, local. Yeah,
1: yeah. so he's uh, Canadian Chinese. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, you because know, I understand,
0: especially. I mean, you need someone who's local who understands not only the language, but probably who to talk to and all the and making things happen. Mm-hmm. And so, um, is there a time when you has there been a time when you're just like, man, this is overwhelming, and maybe thought about doing something else? <laughs> At least temporarily? Uh, Yeah,
2: I mean, uh, yeah, it happens sometimes, especially, (laughs) especially, uh, uh, yeah, like when I don't know, in my case, um, there's there's like a lot of thinking has to be involved into like how all those uh, bits and pieces of product should come together, like the programming and the physical product. And uh, yeah, like sometimes when t- the task is so big, like yeah, it may be, it's, it's it may be really overwhelming. But it's in in the, um in this case, it's just important to kind of like stay on track and go step by step and not be like scared by by the amount of work and just like.
0: Do you don't have f- a? Uh, now that you've been through a lot of these challenges, do you have some sort of uh, methodology that you use when you're facing something daunting? You may be having those thoughts like, uh, do I really want to do this? And that initiates these steps that you just mentioned. Uh,
2: yeah, I, I kind of just like get get my uh, space clean, I guess. Your mental space? Uh, like everything. Like, I, I, like you, you try to... Uh, Yeah, it's kind of hard to say because like it 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 also, um, like it works different ways. Like for example, um, if um, if you have like uh, have been slacking lastly and like you have been uh, because like for me there's also like uh, comes comes and goes in ways. Like when I'm really like um, ordered, let's say organized, organized, yeah, and but some some periods I, uh, I, know I I like to be really relaxed and kind of like let my... And play
0: world of you. <laughs> <laughs> and
2: yeah, I mean, I like to like, go out, explore stuff, and uh, gather ideas that way. Um, yeah, so if, if one of the ways don't work out, I just switch. So basically, if I'm organized, I try to relax. And if I'm relaxed, I try to bring more er- organization to my work day. And... Yeah, that usually happens. Uh, so you're helps. shifting
0: it up mentally until you find the right Yeah, Yeah, but usually
2: usually being organized helps. Yeah, it's like 80% of the time, I guess. Yeah,
0: um, definitely. How about you, Anna? Is there anything in particular that uh, when things become overwhelming and the pressures and you think, uh, I don't know, is this, is this something I want to do or is it going to work? Is there something that you do that uh, kind of helps you
1: push through? Yeah, I'm going getting a good sleep helps a lot. So usually yeah. with... Um, Are you able to sleep,
0: though? It seems like with a lot of things... I actually,
1: like, yeah, surprisingly, I can sleep very well. Like... With like all I, the stresses. I believe that. this is my lucky uh, lucky feature. <laughs> it's I your got superpower. The, uh, yeah, it's my superpower. I, like... I probably had only one sleepless night once in China <laughs> like we is out of the whole years um yeah but also like me um, yeah, meeting friends and just yeah sharing what we're working on it's uh, it is getting back out of your world like small yeah, robot world into a different exactly. world helps a lot as well yeah, yeah, I, in yeah such stressful moments.
2: yeah just like getting some uh, opinions from other people and just like sharing your problem with somebody that really helps to get the view from yeah to get a different view Along the way,
0: when you were developing the idea and developing the product and doing all these things, did you ever get any resistance from a, maybe resistance is not the correct word, but perhaps um, cautious advice from friends, family, or somebody that's like, you know, is this something that you think is going to work? You know, it's going to be a lot of money, a lot of time. And so yeah, I just absolutely. want you to. You know, maybe they're maybe starting to push you in a different direction. Did you ever have that kind of Uh, experience?
2: Yeah, in my case, I actually like um, not like nobody actually said like this is a bad idea. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I guess. um, Yeah, like not they they, not everybody can be like 100% sure that it will work out. Like there's definitely a certain amount of risk involved and uh, but yeah, like my my parents for example, they were really supportive. And even though I was dropped out of university, they like they were totally okay. You dropped out of university to, yes. to work on this? Yes. I okay. Did. Um and yeah, so uh, they kind of like were like if you really believe in that, just go for it. And How many years like, were you,
0: were you in uni before you dropped out? Uh, around 3 years. So you didn't have much time left. Uh
2: okay. I mean, yeah, like uh, yeah but like as a foreign student you have to it, it, it actually takes a bit longer okay like, yeah you have to go through some preparation courses to uh, get to university first so like it was my third semester when I actually dropped out
0: okay and where are your, where are your parents now? Are they uh, in Austria? Are they,
2: are no they, they, they uh, actually recently moved to St. Petersburg but okay. they were living in Kazakhstan for quite some time
0: okay yeah and so then they're supportive of this And, uh, which is, was there any type of hesitation because, I mean, when it, you know, when your child says they're going to drop out of university, you know, that might be something that uh, raises an eyebrow. Uh, But you're saying they were totally supportive of this. Yeah. And any other friends or family that cautioned you on this risky, I'm using air quotes here, endeavor? Um, Yeah, I guess like most of my friends just didn't get the idea. The like, the idea of the
2: product itself. Yeah. Okay. They're like, okay, that sounds cool. I mean, but yeah, we'll see. I guess. That's okay. that's, that's, that's that's what's uh they can like salt on it. Um but yeah, like some some of the um some of the friends uh were really supportive actually. Uh yeah, the ones who get it. Yeah, I, I think like the most important part, like the ones who get the idea, like it's just so uh, it, it makes a lot of sense. And,
0: yeah. So tell me about the, uh, so I, you know, this is a product for five to, you said the sweet uh, sweet spot is about eight years old, kind of your, your power market. So the kids start as young as five using the product, right? Using the RoboVunderkind. And um, and I, before we started recording, I saw an Instagram page where um, children post their entries to the monthly challenges yeah. that you've initiated and so Anna tell me what it's like when you see these kids using your product and creating these uh, these robots out of their own creativity and their own know-how
1: yeah so it's definitely a, an absolute highlight of this year because it's when we launched uh, the monthly challenge on Instagram this year where we're asking children to share our users to share our uh, the pro- projects they create every month uh, and you know like you, you believe like always you know like we adults believe that we are like so cool and that one, like we can imagine so much and then you look at these projects and understand oh my gosh like they have so much more creativity than we do and this is what's exactly you know because we wanted to to encourage them to be creative to give them tools to be creative and then when you see this type of projects you're like yeah <laughs> that's, what, that's why we're doing it so yeah
0: that's totally cool and Yuri, what about you as an engineer, someone who's a technologist and the like, when you see that these five, six, seven, eight, nine-year-old children are building something and creating with something that you've designed and helped build, what's going on in your head then? Oh,
2: I'm just, uh, I don't know, I'm
0: just really proud of, proud of, uh, mm-hmm.
2: yeah, of like the whole team that we were able to create something that inspires young minds and, mm-hmm. yeah, keeps them, interested in technology and let them play with it really easily. Uh, yeah. And I don't know, I am just like, it's really cool to see kids
0: what like what they come up with. It's it's, it's really surprising sometimes. What's the most unique um, creation that you've seen kids come up with so far?
2: Yeah, I think. Yeah, like the, the one which is pretty complex was from our uh, last one of our uh, later uh, creator challenges on Instagram the the cat feeder, uh, <laughs> yeah yeah it was uh, it was pretty interesting device which involves the uh, motion detector and it kind of had has those. Um, uh, Pipes. Pipes. So I like guess
0: like a food silo. That yeah. The child yes. has crafted it out of maybe cans or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And, and attached it to the robot. Yeah. It contains the cat food.
2: And when the robot attacks the cat food, it releases the, uh, sorry, when, when the robot attacks the cat, it releases the food and makes the cat really happy. Oh, did you say the robot
0: attacks the cat? Detects no. oh. Yeah, probably yeah. when <laughs> the mean? movement of the cat, yeah. yeah. That's next month. <laughs> the robot yeah. attacks the cat. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so yeah, I've looked at I encourage everybody to go uh to the website and it's um a wunderkind robo ro- wunderkind.com. Wunder- right? Yeah. Dot .com. Oh,
1: yeah. And then on
0: Instagram just robo Yeah, on
2: Instagram. Yeah, it's robo wunderkind. Okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Because it is, there are some cool uh, videos of the children creating these these um, uh, robots and different uh, um, yeah robots, and, and they're actually them, programming them. And it's such a refreshing change from some of the other stuff that, that's out there right now on YouTube or Instagram, whatever, is where you see children just doing these ultra indulgent things, such as um, you know opening thousands of gifts. Uh, and then tossing them aside and and scoring you know a million views, so uh, it's really nice and refreshing as a parent to see that there's a, um, a you know a product out there that will start a child thinking analytically and you know kind of a critical thinking and problem solving and integrating the tactile use of a the robot itself with the yeah. with the technology technology of programming, so it's a it's a pretty cool. Um, uh, Combination of those two things, and you know, uh, as uh, Elon Elon Musk has said, you know that AI is going to take us over and, and destroy us all. I'm paraphrasing, but he said something <laughs> like that. So, if you're ch- getting your children uh, knowledgeable, about, knowledgeable about robots now, it may help
1: save the world. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> And I have also one small story. So it was one of our users told us how he designed, because we have an LED matrix cube, and it's possible to design animations there. And he designed... Animations in the LED screen on on the cube. Yes.
0: So like the robot could have a little built-in TV. Exactly. Okay, Okay, cool.
1: And he was telling us how he was playing a game with his grandma where he was... He, he programmed a robot to show different animations and she had to remember the pattern and guess <laughs> something. <laughs> it was really complicated actually game but I was like "Was well, this is so cool like he came up with something which engage, to engage his grandma in playing so it was another yeah. w- wow, exactly. highlight. Yeah.
0: Bringing generations together. That's exactly. yeah, pretty cool. To That's pretty cool. Is that on, do you, is that on the um, No, he told the us he, because
1: he he yeah, so he was visiting us in the office to pick up something and okay. he he uh, we made a tour with him, and he was showing us some stuff he programmed, and then he shared the story.
0: <laughs> okay, I, and I want to touch on one thing. You said right now you're you're all, you're working with institu- uh, kindergartens and um, schools, schools no. to sell or to provide the product, and then have workshops or something like that.
1: Yeah, so we um, we sell the product as an educational robot and as a robot toy to parents. And then our second group of users are educational institutions, which use it as a STEM tool. Mm -hmm. Um, So some schools have already programming as part of their curriculum. So, for example, in Switzerland, they have it already from the third year in primary school. Uh, Some schools do it more as afternoon activities. Uh, but that's why we also designed a set of uh, lessons or like workshop ideas where children, uh, so with instructions for teachers, how they can engage their classroom and get kids together to build some robots and program them.
0: Have you visited any classrooms? Uh, oh, yeah. These things are going
1: on? A lot, a lot. So we have, we are by now, like, in around 300 schools. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, and, uh, uh, yeah, this is, like, the fun part is that kids are so happy. <laughs> like, it tra- does transform a, a lesson uh, when you have some you know more playful way to uh, to learn um, and one of our partner organizations in Scotland they designed a workshops where children build together with our building blocks and Legos they build animals and then they show them animations to encourage a discussion about feelings of animals because they' you know they want to teach children empathy towards animals yeah okay. the real thing. yeah. 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 So it was yeah, wow, just like really uh, like really nice combination.
0: So you combine the your your uh, your robot with
1: animals? Did you say so? Uh, so they built, uh, for example, they built a cat, a bunny, a chicken. And and owl. an owl with the yeah. robot with the robot okay. yeah with and blocks. lego lego blocks yeah so they've uh yeah the owl can only turn the head <laughs> the chicken makes chicken anyways, sounds right? and and can move around <laughs> yeah uh, cool. yeah cat, can can okay. explore the surrounding
0: yeah the cat can drive around oh, so. wonderful yeah no, it's very cool i, I think that uh um, No, that's great. So, um, uh, yeah, so again, back, go to uh, Instagram is just robovunderkind and uh, robovunderkind.com is where we can find it. Uh, Is there anything else you want to talk about before we part? All right. Good. Well, we'll uh, be keeping a lookout for new developments and things because perhaps they're on the horizon at some point, right? Oh, yeah.
2: Um, Should we mention
0: that?
1: Yeah, so we are.
2: W- yeah, we, we're currently working on the next generation of uh, our building blocks. Mm-hmm. And yeah,
0: there's a lot of exciting stuff coming. Cool.
1: And the launch is planned for October 15th. October 15th. All right. Yeah. It's on the
0: calendar. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. Thank you very much for coming. Thank you. And uh, thank you for yeah, having we'll, uh, we'll hope to see you again soon.
1: Thank you. Bye.